Ron Ziegler in Pembroke Pines, Florida with the Mental Health Hour. I'm getting ready to go for tests this morning. I'm waiting for my hospice nurse to come and uh, I'm waiting for my uh, nurse to show up, my beautiful nurse and my beautiful wife uh, to help me throughout my day. Um, I got me a wheelchair this past weekend and it should be very helpful in my travels and um, that way I won't fall as much as I used to. The walker was good and it was also helpful but they felt a wheelchair would be better for me. Uh, hospice did and they got me a brand new wheelchair and uh, I'm doing quite well. Uh, I shared some very good autographs that I had that had gotten stolen from me when my parents condo was stolen from me when I took in a friend. I kept my autographs in sleeves and I had put them in sleeves and then put them in picture frames and I would share and display them on my walls in my home and I had over oh maybe 850 autographs give or take a few of them and I had pictures of me with celebrities that I had met at conventions because I would ask them for a picture in return for some of my artwork and that's what I did for a hobby and it was a nice little hobby and I've been doing it since the age of nine uh, I had uh, met several beautiful actors and actresses over the time and uh, I tried to look for my uh, pictures of Larry Wilcox and Eric Estrada to post them on Facebook but they were one of the autographs that I had gotten stolen. What I had written to the cast of Chips when I was uh, uh, when the Chips first came out I was like 11 and a half years old or 13 years old I can't remember I have to go back and see how old I was but when I wrote to them they sent me their autographs Larry and Eric and the entire cast all sent me their autographs of chips and they also sent me Mego figures that were motorcycle uh, uh, images and uh, figurines of Eric and Larry on their motorcycles and I thought that was the neatest treasure I ever had in my life unfortunately when my parents condo got stolen from me because I took in a friend I thought was my friend for 24 years. She basically ripped me off and took everything that I owned and sold it and made a profit off of me, off a of disabled. 
Well, I met some uh, beautiful uh, actors and actresses. I went to a program called Broward Housing Solutions, and uh, my social worker was telling me about Patty Duke being at the Broward Housing Solutions because she supported people with mental health to have a home and not to be controlled in the home, but to take sh sure that they took their meds and everything else. And I sat down uh, in the in the lobby, and uh, I had brought some uh, artwork that I did, and I, I wanted Patty to have it. And she heard about me before I even came there, and she got to meet me and my wife, Brenda. And uh, she walked up and said, hi, Ron. I heard about you. I said, oh, no, I hope we're still friends. And she laughed, and she said, oh, of course. She goes, do you have something? Is that envelope for me? And I said, yes, ma'am, it is. She opened it up and she started to cry. I did a religious drawing with a cross overlooking the palm tree and a lake. And she says, I'm Catholic. How did you know? I says, uh, I didn't know you were Catholic. I, I just did it because uh, I do those kind of drawings for the, the stars that I go and meet. And I pass out my artwork to them. And she says, well, what a noble gesture. And I sat there and I talked to her for, for hours. And we exchanged phone numbers. And she says, I'm, I'm manic depressive like you are, Ron. How do you, how do you deal with your mood swings? I said, well, with love and tolerance and grace and medication. And she gave me a hug. And uh, she was my best friend. And we became very good friends. And I told her I liked her. In the episode of Touched by an Angel, and I told her how I knew Della Reese, how I got to meet Della Reese on her talks radio show, and how Della Reese contacted my mom and thanked my mom for my artwork. And she says, how did you know every color that I had was my favorite on your artwork? And I said, it was a divine moment to draw that picture for you. I told her. And uh, she goes, you believe in God, don't you, Ron? I said, yes, I have to, or my voices would be worse. And she, she said, if I could, Ron, I'd hug you over the airways. And Della Reese uh, became my friend, and I told Patty Duke that story, and uh, she loved it. And I told her I would like to have done a movie where her and Robin Williams could play my parents at, the t at that time. I was still trying to work on a movie. Because I wanted to do a movie about my life and what I've been through as a, as a human being with frailties of mental illness. Well, there used to be a gentleman that would do odd jobs. And um, he was in the program. And his name was Cliff. And uh, he knew I knew Patty Duke. And he didn't want to talk to her because he had stolen from her. And he told me how, how he ripped her off. He went into her house, did some housework for her, and took $10,000 from her and some jewelry and fled. And um, when he heard me on the phone talking to her, I said, Cliff, would you like to say hello to Patty? And she, he said, no. And Patty said, Cliff who? And I go, Clifford so-and-so. And she goes, I know him, Ron. He's a thief. He stole from me and took off. 
and and he heard her say that, and he got kind of paranoid. And then after I hung up with her, he came and talked to me and told me the story on how he was uh, an active alcoholic and how he stole from people when he worked. Now, he did uh, some stuff around my house, around my parents' condo, to do some work, and he didn't finish the job. And my dad said, once you break your word with a gentleman or someone or anyone, your word is as good as your word, and, as, and you break that bond. You, you have no, no, uh, no place in this society because your word has been broken. And that's how my dad felt. And he was very, uh, very stern with uh, Cliff and told my, my dad told him off. And he got mad at me and I said, don't get mad at me. My dad caught, caught the reality of that you are a thief. And um, he, uh, this uh, ferret face on It's the Truth out there radio show was glorifying Cliff. And in all reality, Cliff was a thief. He never helped out my beautiful red-headed friend. And her relative never even spoke to the, the co-host of Is the Truth out there radio show. Never did. And uh, he said that about several people. Claiming that uh, they said stuff, which they never did. And uh, the guy uh, from Is the Truth Out There radio show, Fairface, a liar? Yes, he is. The biggest one I've ever met. I thought he was my friend for 13 years, but all he did was use me to get to my red-headed friend. He thought by helping me, he would get into my red-headed friend's pants. And it never happened, so he walked away from me. And that's what started this hatred that he had towards me. Because he knew he would never have my red-headed friend. And to, to make matters worse, uh, he continued to harass and bash me. And he tried to manipulate me into a situation that I was in. Wanted me to confess things that I didn't do. And wanted me to take responsibility for something I didn't do. And if I would have done that, I would have been in prison. And uh, he knew it, and he was smart with law, but not smart enough. So, he failed in the attempt of trying to have me incarcerated. And so did uh, other people. And the situation is pretty much over. It's pretty much a done deal. And uh, I'm just waiting for closure in that situation. Would you like to say hi to everyone this morning, Mrs. Ziegler? Hi, everybody. How you feeling this morning? <coughs> oh, okay. You slept good last night? <coughs> yep. Oh, good. We're just waiting for my hospice nurse, huh? Yep. Yeah. Are you, are you happy for what I've been through that I overcame and I won? All my obstacles and my human affairs. Aren't you glad that it's over and done with, pretty much? And according to a court psychologist, I don't have to appear in court Zoom or court anymore. It's over. It's done. It's going to be finalized as dismissed through that situation. And then I can start my civil restitution, which I plan to do go for everyone that was involved in my case and get it, the money that was so wrongfully taken from me. 
My collectibles were worth over $900,000. I had Star Trek stuff from the 1960s. I had an Enterprise that was given to me, uh, and it was a collectible item. It was one where it lights up and it made sounds, and uh, it had William Shatner's voice on it. And uh, it says, prepare to take us out. Warp speed now. It was a beautiful toy that I've had for years. And then uh, all my models were basically stolen from me and sold. And uh, my evil so-called uh, friend for 24 years that I took in was basically a snake and a thief and took everything that I owned from a disabled person. Now, as I'm in hospice care, I'm being treated for end-stage renal disease. The creatina levels were uh, taken on uh, this Friday, was uh, given my test results, came back extremely high for my creatina levels. Now today, I don't know what kind of test they're going to do. I'm not supposed to eat nothing or drink anything until noon, and boy, am I driving myself crazy. I am starving and I'm thirsty and I got dry mouth. I can't even take my medications that I'm supposed to take in the morning. I'm supposed to wait and see until after after the tests are drawn. So it's a little bit of a struggle uh, not uh, not eating uh, in the morning like I usually do. And uh, I'm waiting for my beautiful hospice nurse. And I, I told her last last week, I, I said, I, I got our plane tickets ready for Amsterdam. She hugged me. She said, no, we're not going to go nowhere. You can't go nowhere, Mr. Ziegler. I go, oh, come on. Don't ruin my fantasy. I want to take you and Brenda to Amsterdam. I want to have my nasmatoire. <laughs> she started laughing. And uh, she said, Mr. Ziegler, you are a sweet guy. And I said, oh, you don't know me that well. I'm a filthy rag. And she says, I like how you admit your faults to everyone. Because that shows me that, uh, that uh, you have uh, turned yourself in, in a roundabout way. You turned yourself in over to the care of God as you understand them. And I go, yes, I have. If I didn't, I'd be a lot worse. But I did get a nice, beautiful wheelchair from hospice. Thank you to my hospice staff. And all my hospice doctors uh, uh, are, are, are in the reality of knowing who is making those false complaints about me towards hospice people calling up their offices. They've been notified on who's doing that. And who's ever doing that, by the way, it's a felony to harass a disabled man in hospice or a woman in hospice. <laughs> And by you continuing to try to escalate their problem, if they die on hospice watch, you could be responsible for their death by trying to incite them into a frenzy. So it ain't going to work with me, fella. Sorry. I caught on very quickly to what you're trying to do. And you're trying to escalate my problem, and it ain't going to go anywhere. So it's dead in the water, just like you are with my real-headed friend. And Cliff is in, in a better world. Hopefully he's with Christ, I hope. And um, even though we were at odds with each other, I never wished ill on him. 
because towards the end he was in the process of losing his home and uh, he has two beautiful children uh, that are, are are known of me and they know who I am and they know what I've been through and they are like wow <laughs> but uh, he had some, and he's also a grandfather now too so and uh, I'm doing quite well considering what I've been through in the past nine and a half years and I will not take no shit from no one period I don't back down either jackass and uh, that's a that's a direct message to you I don't back down I don't quit I continue the good fight and I will kick butt and I'm not afraid to kick butt and uh I'm doing good, as far as I can see. Uh, been watching Canon series last night. Boy, for a fat guy, he did pretty good in that series, man. And the way he fought people, now, now I know how he can fight with being overweight. And uh, uh, William Conrad, he knew how to kick ass, man. <laughs> I was watching it the other night, and it had Wayne Rogers on there, who played a bad guy. That was, that was weird, seeing him play a bad guy as a bad person. And uh, watching those old shows, seeing those old stars that are long since gone now in the afterlife. I, I can't wait to greet them and thank them for their entertainment. And uh, I've, been, I've been blessed. I have a beautiful wife at my side. I'm a very happy individual. And no one can take away my happiness. They can take away my home and all my possessions and I'll still have happiness. And that's what pisses off my enemies the most. And my enemies will always be at my footstool, no matter what situation I'm in. And I've overcame all the obstacles that I've been through in life. And I'm a testimony. And I'll have seven years March 3rd, no drinking. And I'm very proud of that. I should have kept it up, but uh, I've slept on eight years uh, and I, I guess an alcoholic wanted to tread on water some more and, and go out and see what it's like to drink again. And that's what I did. And I slipped. And I would have had 15 years. But it's okay. I came back and I got seven years coming up. If I'm still here. That depends on my health and the criteria of my kidney functions. Which are none at this time. I continue to function because of the medications I take every morning. Like I continue to tell people I take 24. And uh, I never lied to my adversary about anything. I told him the truth about everything, about my case and everything and all my situations. He knows the facts. He knows the reality of it. And that's why, that's why he's changing his tune. Because he's afraid... Uh, that there might be trouble coming his way in the future. So that's why he's being extra cautious now. Because he knows the reality of a deflammation suit could be in order. And it could happen at any given moment. Towards him and the Republican Party. Because he is nothing more than a public nuisance on the airways and a moronic idiot. Other than that. I thought it was funny that he has no one listening to his show. I must tell you something when nobody listens to your podcast or your show. 
that's kind of sad. You know, he did have potential at one time. I thought he was very influential, but he lied through the whole time. Uh, you know, when you're claiming to be this and that, and, and he said he was a licensed contractor for the Republican Party, and he basically manipulated me into voting for the Republican Party, saying that they would grant grant me this and grant me that and grant me everything else, and that's why I switched. And he knows it, and I know it, and everybody else knows it, and they know he's a fraud. That's why some of those Republican buddies want nothing to do with him, because they know what he's about. He's on Social Security, lives in the hood, with a with a fat 500-pound wife and and a, a disabled son. And he mooches off his son's Social Security check just to keep by, just to get by. And he lives in a rental that he tried to rip off. And I never done anything like that. I never tried to rip no one off. Never, never stole from anyone. Well, that's not true. When I was 13, I used to steal women's underwear. <laughs> Just to supply my needs. Because I was embarrassed by what I was wearing. And I was ashamed of my sexuality at that time. Well, I was 13 years old. You would be too. But the reality is... I'm not as bad as he thinks I am. I just take medication for a mental illness. I have mental health. And I do quite well. I take two medications. I see a psychiatrist once a month. I see a psychologist every Tuesday. Dr. Don, which everybody knows I see him. I need to give him a call and let him know my red-headed friend wants to, uh, wants to get with him. So and make an appointment with him so that's good I'm glad I said he'll he'll do you a, a lot of good he's got 49 years in recovery and that man's been through hell on earth and he's gonna he's 78 years old can you imagine that and he still counsels people and I said what are you gonna do now that my case is over and he says I can relax now. Just keep your butt out of trouble, Ron. I said, I've only been in trouble once. Never had any priors before this. And from what I understand, they expunge the case and they throw it out. And my record gets wiped clean. That's what I was told yesterday <laughs> by my attorney. And I got some good attorneys, let me tell you. They know how to kick butt. Even the prosecutor uh, defended me in one case. Uh, regarding my adversary because I was concerned about my life uh, being threatened by by this moronic moron but I gave him over to the care of God as I understand him so I let God deal with him and his fat wife uh, oh there's a good show that uh, William Conrad did too after canon called Jake and the Fat Man <laughs> that was a good series too so I'm going to try to get that and um, I was watching a show last night on, on, on Cozy TV called Down to Earth where Dick Sargent played an angel. And that was a good, that was a good series. So i got to find out how many series, how many years that lasted. I would like to get that series too. I collect TV series for a hobby. And um, I do quite well in collecting. Uh, whenever I sell my artwork or I... I uh, I, 
I sell my idea to someone and a lot of people like my my art and I'm very flattered I'm very honored that uh, people like this filthy rags artwork yeah I'm a filthy rag how about you I wonder are you gonna be like me and admit your faults would you ever admit your faults to your audiences about your sexuality or your lifestyle or or what wrongs you have done to people have you ever admitted your faults to other people to a minister gone to a minister or a counselor and admit your faults so that way you can have a clean heart no I seriously doubt it it's your ego that's preventing you from doing so and on that note it's been 20 minutes into the podcast and uh, I gotta get ready for my hospice nurse and let me tell you I'm surrounded by a lot of beautiful ladies and I like how hospice takes care of their own and uh, hospice proceeds over medical over judicial all the time thank God and I thank God my situation in that area is finally over I can rest and and finally go home to God in peace and not pieces and I'm doing I'm doing what is is best of me as far as I can do as an individual in hospice uh, I go out once a week I go to church in AA and then I come home and the rest of the week I stay home and watch movies all day long other than that that's all I do that's all I do and I listen to my music and I watch old cop shows now I got the Manic series too so I'm going to start in on that after I finish canon but anyway thank you all for tuning in thank you for being loyal listeners to the Rod Ziegler Mental Health Hour and I am mentally ill. Please don't tell anybody. It's such a damning situation. But I've embraced it and I consider it a gift instead of a curse with my mental health. And it is what it is in the reality of my mental health. There go me, myself, and I. I am well, have no spells, and I'm not in hell. And if you're suicidal, call 1-800-SUICIDE. Uh, if you need help, call 211 for help in Broward. And if you're pregnant with a child, call Women in Distress. That's the best program for a woman, if they're pregnant. And there's also uh, Faith Farm Ministries in Boca for women. And they can help you out too. So please, if you are in those kind of situations where you're pregnant and you need help, there's numbers for you, and uh, I hope I can help someone out there. And uh, all I want to do is live a normal life, even with a condition of mental health. And I cannot wait until I receive my reward of civil restitution. And it will happen. Thank you. Live long and prosper, everyone, in the image of mental health. There goes me, myself, and I. And Patty Duke called her mental illness a brilliant madness. And I read her book and she was fa phenomenal. And she went through hell on earth uh, with her marriage with John Aston. And uh, she told me some stories. And uh, I wish I could have been there to help her. 
but uh, she was so sweet, and we got to become good friends. And when she passed away, I was very heartbroken because I lost another dear friend. All right, well, thank you, everyone, and take care and have a wonderful day. Bye now.